Hey, this is Derek D Train E2. Tonight's episode is brought to you by. Testicular cancer is the most common cancer in men ages 15 to 35. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to teach you how to check yourself for testicular cancer. First, you'll want to take a warm shower. Second, use both hands to gently roll your little fellas one at a time between your fingers. Checking for lumps, change in size, or any pain. If you feel a soft tube on top or behind your testicles, don't panic. This is the epididymis, and it's totally normal. We recommend checking yourself once a month. And if you do feel any lumps or swelling, then talk to your doctor right away. Hello? So, fellas, make sure you check it and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Share this video to help spread awareness. Welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. Another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. We got FE 111 tonight. We got all the usual suspects sitting in the house tonight. We got Patrick Ocalardi Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. All right. And our IT guy, the local nerd on staff, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you momming him? The all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. What's up, D-Train? What's up, sweetos? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark, the Dr. Morley. Oh, doctor. Hey, we got our buddy from Tarp Soft on with us tonight, Chris Mancuso. What's up, buddy? What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. I see the old mill in the picture. He's ready to roll. Oh, yeah, we're drinking beers tonight, boys. It's Thursday. Why not? (laughs) Nice. And we have a very very special guest sitting with us tonight. We have the uh, winner of the King Clancy Award. We have the guy from the Minnesota Wild, uh, Matt Dumbo. What's up, man? How are you guys doing? Good, good. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate it. So, hey, I just want to know how... Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want to know how uh, Lardy's golf game was over at Sea Pines. Is it fucking brutal or what? How many mulligans he, he, did he, he was, take? He was lucky we had another a, a friend in the group that also was a, was a plus 20 handicap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't the worst, Matt. I wasn't the worst. Let's say that. Did you hey, have to... Almost, Belty almost had a hole-in-one, man. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Like big way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Did like, you have to did. give him... Did you have to give him a few balls after the first nine? Is he out? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we we all needed balls on the, on some of those tracks we played. It was, uh, yeah, I, I can't talk shit either. Best. I suck. I do want to say Dums. Uh, it was right up there. I think we play, played the big course, the Sea Pines course, and uh, in hole fifteen, he was on and two. It was five hundred and forty-one yards. On and two. The caddies even said that they haven't seen like uh, non-pros get on the green in two. And what was it, Matt? You had like uh, it was a 60-foot pop for an eagle. And uh, it was a great shot. Great two shots. But, yeah, Matt definitely has game. I'll give you – I'll pump your tires up, Dallas, for uh, <laughs> your golf game. You're pretty good. Right, thanks, buddy. Yeah. I've, been, I've been playing a lot lately, though. It's, uh, it's, it's coming around. Yeah, that 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 was uh, if if Matt sunk that eagle pot, uh, Jordan was gonna pick up an alligator there, a crocodile, whatever the fuck it was, right there on the course. Uh, <laughs> I, I, 
I was a little banged up at that time, and I, I actually slapped that alligator in the tail. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. You slapped the fucking alligator on the tail on the golf course? Oh, I've seen, awesome. seen that Instagrammer. You know that guy on uh, yeah. the tour did do it to a massive gator. This one was only like six feet or something. Oh, yeah. so just give him so a little he, slap on the tail. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was crazy soft. To be honest, what's <laughs> that? A few so, beers in it. That's, that's genuine leather. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even need to dry that shit out. Yeah. So, what have you been up to, man? What have you just been playing golf, chilling, hanging out? I've been playing a lot of golf with uh, with Jordan. Uh, some of our teammates around here, well, you know, um, with go- I golf with Cunning today. Um. So it's been fun. I, I got a membership at uh, Oak Ridge Golf Club, which is only about 15 minutes from uh, downtown Minneapolis. So, that's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I've been there every day almost. How's Cunning's golf game? Better than yours. Not bad. He played really good today. He's got a, he's <laughs> yeah. got a, he's got a splice from Howl, but he, he plays the <laughs> same as Same as mine, eh? <laughs> There are similarities, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, uh, Matt, you win the William Jennings Trophy. What does that mean to you, you know, to bring this puppy back into some hockey here? Enough about lardy shit golf game. <laughs> King Clancy, yeah. Yeah, the Clancy. Sorry, the Clancy. I'm an idiot. Can- he's Canadian. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's all good. I, I got the gist. Jennings is the goalie trophy. I'm an idiot. I was looking that up earlier today for my show. <laughs> uh, uh, no, man, it, it's a huge honor you know, for me and my family. It's just like everything that they've been doing and supported me with, um, you know, kind of just a little bit of validation. Not that I, I needed a trophy or anything like that. I, I get enough of that, um, you know, just by knowing the people that, you know, I've touched uh, along along the way here, um, but yeah, it's it's really for them. You know, that's why I'm doing all this stuff for the people who uh, people who whose voices need to be heard and, and people who need to be seen. So um, no, I just awesome, have yeah. the platform to uh, to to be able to uh, do that and, and you know, get get my message across and what I believe in. So. I'm just uh, I'm thankful for for everything that's happened these last couple months. Um, you know, regards on you know how I've you know kind of stepped up and knew I could do more. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was awesome to watch. Uh, certainly for uh, for everyone, I think across the league, seeing you know the speech and you come out and do that. I mean, it was it was incredible. Um, uh, before I give it up to the other guys, take us through that moment. What was that like coming out, knowing you were going to be giving, uh, you know, a, a speech of that magnitude and everything? I mean, you, you're you're not a stupid guy. You understand what 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 the uh, what the severity of what you were saying was and the situation was going on. Was that nerve wracking for you as a person, or was it something you God. wanted to step up and do? Well, to be honest, like I had one of my best buddies on the team down there with me, um, Rodin, and. Uh, and he was like, it was, he might as well, you know, got the pads out because like, I, I thought I was going to go in, I was getting ready for like a boxing match. <laughs> yeah. It was not the adrenaline and just everything, the nerves, like, you know, I was, I was way more nervous for that than I was, you know, I was 
any any game in my life. I play hockey. Like, I don't I don't yeah. do public speaking here in front of millions and millions of people. So um, it, it was just different, but uh, that's how, that's how it felt. Like really stepping out on the ice with everyone in that circle. Like it literally felt like I was going into the octagon. Jeez, Santa, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you did really well with it, man. I mean, you must have been nervous as fuck. I can't imagine, like, stepping out at center ice and trying to give a speech in such a powerful time, you know, what's going on in the country right now. So that must have been crazy. So, I mean, playing hockey is easy, putting on the pads and going out there and playing hockey, but trying to public speak, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was kind of crazy, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I spit it all out and you know got it out there. I'm yeah, kind of upset. Kind of upset at the start, to be honest. I didn't think I, I completely you know nailed it or got everything out I wanted to say. But after watching it back, you know, I, I think I, uh, I thought I got my message across. So I, I was happy with that. Yeah, you did well, man. It was awesome. Matt, t- talk to us a little bit about uh, your injury. I know you got in that fight with Matt Kachuk. Um, you had your, uh, would you tear your pec muscle? I think the, Matt Kachuk, yeah, tore your pec muscle there. What was that like? And uh, how, did you know right then during a little scrum on the ice that you tore something? Or what was that like? Well, I, I set the stage for the fellas a week before End of the game, I ended up just blowing up Michael Backlund. And I got jumped at the end of the game. And oh, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. I remember that hit. Yeah. yeah, I remember that too. And then, and, then a, and then a week later, my buddies fly into town for, <laughs> for Christmas. And I got, I got seven of them here uh, at, the, uh, at the spot. And <laughs> they all fly in for the night before that game. I, I dial it in that night and, you know, expecting, you know, it's an afternoon game. I'm going to go nuts with the boys after. I'm fired up. I knew there's a potential, like, I'm fighting. And warm-ups comes around and, you know, these guys are strutting across the red line, like, barking at me. I'm like, I already know I'm going. So, like, you, 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 you get ready. Like, you don't need to tell me to be ready. I'm ready. And then uh, – but I, I still wanted to do it on my own terms, but then Kachuk kind of just grabbed me, and I couldn't let a man disrespect me in, in the in the sure. actual energy in front of my uh, in front of my boys. My dad was actually in the stands too, so yeah, I threw down and I just I, I wanted to kill him. And consequently, uh, <laughs> what happened is I I threw a punch. Uh, that was kind of wild, and he just he wasn't there. I was thinking he was going to step into it. And, and I threw an uppercut, and it just kept going. And then it just popped my uh, my, oh, uh, my tech minor and tech major like off the bone. So that was not good. Uh, and I didn't actually know. I I noticed it, but it was like once I sat, sat in the box when I really felt the real like throbbing of uh, mm-hmm. of my pack, and uh, I knew something was up. But I, I just went back to the bench and asked for like some and all or whatever I thought I could make it to the end of the period which which I did and then I once I took my shirt off stuff you could see the bleeding already go and all down my, wow. my whole arm was like purple 
Oh yeah, go to Serpo. Yeah, it's an awful injury. <laughs> what do you got, Derek? Well, you know, Patrick Uncle Lardy actually did the same thing on a very errant golf swing one time. He <laughs> tore the shit out of his back. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious if, uh, could you tell? I mean, you know, I know you, you sound like you kind of have like a chip on your shoulder just in general. Um, talk about if you would, I mean, I think it'd be interesting for like, you know, people that love the game of hockey to understand like how you got into the game. Um, you know, kind of what, like, you know, growing up playing hockey was like for you, if you don't mind, I mean, and, and how you got to the level that you're at. Growing up playing hockey, my, my, my family, my parents worked so many jobs. And I would just even try to keep us in, in hockey. You know, everyone knows how expensive it is. Yeah. It's goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah, I don't even know how my parents did and, you know, the, their debt that they, you know, acquired from it. I've seen it now and now that I'm a grown-ass man. But <laughs> it's crazy that they, they they did that for us. And, you know, I think my, my dad just preached when we were little. Was like, he's doing all this stuff on the side. If if he's going to come to the come to the rink, he doesn't care how we played if we – Play bad or good or how many goals we got is like as if we worked hard and just didn't take it for granted and that's something like I can remember him telling me like me leaving the card sorry you better mark this you better work hard tonight <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's what we did and I was never really like the most talented player or anything I'm just was kind of a bubble kid every year trying to make the one team um, and then I then I had a growth spurt and and like peewee and like going into Bantam. And I was like, I've been this size ever since. So <laughs> it, it, it like completely flipped for me, like being an Adam and you know, going up through it. And then peewee Bantam came along. I went through this growth spurt and, and it just like kind of just took off. Nice. And, and you won the world juniors in 2016, eh? Yeah. No, but. No, I wasn't on that squad. Oh, you weren't on that squad? Uh, come, come, come on, Lardy, get your shit together. I'm a little older. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was on a brute squad. We we came in fifth. Oh, no. Fifth what year was that? Oh, no. What, what did we finish in fourth? Fourth place, oh. yeah, yeah. 2014. Yeah, Malmo. Brute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got you almost... We almost couldn't come home for that one. Really? Yeah, that, yeah, that was well, funny. The, the, when, in Canada, that's a big deal, that tournament. So, like, if you don't place, like, especially, like, even if you don't win gold, like, the way they treat the young kids, it, 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 it like, I, I think it was Lafreniere this year. Like, something happened with him where, like, a reporter said something kind of kind of trashed him or whatever about his play. And, like, the kid's, like, 17 years old playing with a torn shoulder. He's the number one pick coming up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? The way they the way that they treat the kids in Canada about that tournament is crazy. So, I got, I, I got, I got what you meant when you said we almost couldn't come home. I know exactly what you mean. They're like, what happened at the border? These fucking guys, they have no idea. <laughs> no, no, for real, bro. That's not just media, man. Like, like, it's like people in your community, that. yeah. Someone, someone will say that out. Someone will say that out to you at the grocery store. 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's that's, a not, that's not just media, it's not even broken. Like, yeah, you no, you're not even kidding. You go to the gas station, someone will give it to you. Yeah, why didn't you guys bring the fucking gold medal home? What the fuck? That's crazy, <laughs> man. Honestly, it's crazy, bro. Yeah, it's nuts, man. The pressure. That I they grew up. I grew up in that, and it was it's the best time of year. It's like absolute oh, tradition. It's the like best, man. Boxing day, you wake up. Yeah. Knew, knew yeah. every single guy on the team. Like, I, oh yeah, it, man. It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. We actually jo- we actually joked about that in the grocery store, like guys having no trade clauses to Canadian teams because they don't want chirped in the grocery line when they go out. <laughs> I, I, know, I know I know some guys who go and like I got some buddies in Toronto who go to if they go to the grocery store, which most of them don't anymore. Um, <laughs> no. They're they're like they'll earpod up and just and just try to block everyone else. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Because legitimately, like if you go play hockey where you are, Peters and Lardy and Carolina, like it's good living. Um, you know when Eric Stahl, you when Eric Stahl used to go out, he could probably go to the grocery store. But if Eric Stahl was on the Leafs and the Leafs had just lost to Ottawa, he'd be getting like some uh, some onions or something, and someone would be like, "What the fuck happened last night, you chokers?" Like people are like that here, man. Like seriously, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Speaking of Eric Stahl, he got moved to Buffalo. What do you what do you, what do you think? I mean, you got Marcus Johansson coming in. He's a he he's a pretty pretty good forward. He had a bad season last year in Buffalo, but who didn't? That team stinks. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a top spot. <laughs> I've, I've no had to play on those teams and. Uh, not even easy, but um, yeah, I was, I was surprised. I, I know Billy's gonna make some moves here, and um, he's doing his due diligence hearing from everyone, and um, you know, trying to make this team better. Um, sure. I guess, I guess, I guess we'll see it. It's like, you know, I, I was last night. It just sucks, you know, for his kids and stuff who are in hockey and are in school and stuff. Yeah, that, and that's the tough side of things that people don't always see and understand, right? Like, it's like, yeah, man, like now school just started and then you got to pick up and move uh, to, to, to New York. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, those are the difficult things that the average man doesn't think about. Like, what, what is he going to do with his house here? Is it a dog? Like, let's go dog. But yeah, man, he's yeah. Gonna, yeah, so he's going to pick up and move. But, uh, yeah, you got to still figure all that out. It's it's a uh, it's crazy business, man. Yeah, it certainly mm-hmm. is, Jesus. And then your D partner just got a new contract, Brodeen. I see. Did you guys go party yeah. with him? Go out and have a few cocktails. I actually texted my uh, one of my guys who I literally just bucks all my stuff. I texted him. I was like, "What's the rules to getting into Sweden right now?" Because I was thinking <laughs> about I was thinking about just surprising him this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Shut you down with this COVID shit. Yeah, probably. Start right now. It's tight. Yeah, yeah. He had a great season. He's a whole lot richer. So, I mean, it's uh, great to see him get a nice contract. Susie, had, I think he had a great year with you guys. You know, stepped up his game a little bit. Defensive core looked pretty good in many this year. We try to make that our I don't know, staple for a lot of years now. And just with, I saw him getting old, especially me and Jimmy, you know, just getting older and playing more and more with each other. Um, 
it's just uh, it's pretty cool. Like you don't see you don't usually see parents you know stay to stay together for you know off and on for you know five years, five six years. So what yeah. we're building, I know where this guy is on the ice at all times. Like it's it's awesome and gives me the you know how good defensively and how well he skates gives me the opportunities to you know, be a little more offensive with it and at the same time he can do that stuff too so it's like it's uh i, I love playing with him so yeah yeah it's nice when you got two I guys that well go. deserved, yeah. yeah definitely yeah, definitely good. well deserved it's yeah. one of those like yeah. i mean he's played what all 555 career games for minnesota he's just such a steady defender great like you said he's so good in his own zone and then he'll take the nice shot hands. up ice too he'll take the shot up ice too i mean obviously when you guys are playing together i think that if you if you studied the coursey and stuff which i don't believe in that shit i'm old school like i'm an eye test guy i think you would say that you probably take the shots up the ice a little more often but yeah great great fucking player man jesus yeah, he's got to shake hands. Good for him. Got to love to see it. Yeah, it's awesome when it happens to uh, to good dudes too. You know, like Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy's my day one homie. Like we were the first development camp I ever had. We were roommates. And, oh yeah. You know, so that's buddies ever since. So like, what happens to a good dude who, like, to be honest, really didn't care about the money. Like he, he's, you know, he just wanted to be here, and you know be stable because um, he likes it here so much um, for him to get paid. That's, I, I think that's, that's awesome. Well, um, what I was thinking next we could go into was um, where do you kind of see, um, where do you see the rest of this off season panning out? Like, are you expecting to go into camp for like, when are you guys thinking that the season yeah, going to start? When is it going to start? Like, are you, have you guys heard anything? Like I've heard like December 1st, January 1st. Has there been anything that like any sort of timeline for you to, uh, you know, to, to, to think about when you have to go back in and then like, is it going to be a bubble situation again or what's going to happen with the next season? I have all the same questions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, You're like, I don't know, I buddy. Don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think the NHL even knows and, and will even, you know, really think about it until they get this like cop playoffs over and then they can kind of regroup after it. Um, you know, there's going to be another negotiation. Like they'll have to be in, more negotiations about it as well. You know, like it's gotta be something everyone agrees on that. Yeah. It would be be tough to do a bubble situation again. I mean, I mean, you were in there. Um, What was it like being inside of there? Like how was it really different feeling as opposed to, you know, uh, I mean, how could it not be, but what was kind of like the mood or the overall, uh, you know, like anytime you go anywhere, there's like an energy of a place. Like, did it feel different? And were people thinking like it was different or how, how did you find it? Get me the fuck out of here. Well, guys are <laughs> guys are definitely feeling that it's it's weird. Um, just you know, it kind of felt like you're at a hockey tournament when you're little. And you're seeing you know <laughs> the kids are staying in the same hotel and you're passing other teams, or whatever. Yeah. But at I'm this scared. point, you know, you you know, so many of the guys are played against it. So many of the guys that there's just a bunch of small talk and. You know, like you're passing, you're passing the Vancouver Canucks. You know, on the way to your meal and going 
to the elevators with them. Like it's, that was brutes. Like I hated that. Yeah, shit. man, that's shit. Like, cause like, yeah, <laughs> the stuff yeah. gets charged up on the ice and then you got to go get fucking toast with the guy in the morning or something. Hell yeah, that, that'd be, yeah. That, that, would, that would, that would be crazy. Uh, yeah, sure. that, that's, that's the brutes part about it. So, um, definitely besides, uh, they did a pretty good job for how, how quick of a turnaround it needed to be in like getting the facility and everything like just under control. Like I, I thought it was going to be a bit of a bit more of a shit show, but it, but it wasn't. Yeah, no, I, they, I can't. They've done a it, good it, job. It, yeah. Yeah. But those guys in there, man, those guys are grinding right now. I believe that. Like, they're, 51 yeah. days they've been in the they're ball. Battle. 51 days. Yeah, that's, wow. that's a battle. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough, man. Like, you're working, like, every day, too. Like, geez. Yeah, I saw some things on the NHL network where, the, you know, they kind of um, different events for you guys to go like paddle boarding and, um, you know, go to stadiums and kick the footballs around or soccer ball. And, uh, you know, the NHL was trying to do the best they could, you know, with what they had and they had food trucks and uh, a play yard. And I mean, they did pretty well compared to other sports, I guess, but uh, yeah, it's gotta be a battle 51 days that these boys are still in there, not seeing any of the family fucking hotel room, um, no booze unless you can sneak. Could you get booze in there, Dumbo, if you wanted? I'd have beaten off. Yeah, drinking <laughs> off a lot. <laughs> Alice's. You, you can get booze in that joint. Oh, for sure you can. <laughs> Come on now. Wasn't it? Didn't you gotta, pizza boy said there's always cold beer there. I like, Come yeah, on, there had to be beers. How, did, how are you supposed to recover? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. I'm I'm curious. Um, you know, when ways basically we're we're out. Are are you watching hockey at all, or is it too? You know, are you too close to it right now? You can't watch, or are, are you following? I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching the Browns and Bengals right now. Oh, the shit! <laughs> the shit bowl. Who's winning that? Uh, Browns are up twenty-one thirteen. But oh, yeah. no, I honestly, man, with with football starting back up, and you know, I'm a big basketball fan too. I I watch games and I just get I just get mad, you know, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just start, you just start chirping guys and plays, and then I'm like, yeah, like why are you why are you even watching hockey right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Case, yeah. Yeah. You know, we watch so much, or you think about it so much during the year, it's just like. I have blocked this stuff out for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for the uh, golf this weekend. They got the U.S. Open there at Wingfoot or Pigeon Foot, where the hell it is. But uh, they had like, the, they predicted that the winner is going to be like 10 over. The rough is like ridiculous. Like you can't even get out of the rough. Like uh, you have yeah, to did you, hear, uh, did you hear the uh, I, the guy who's the groundskeeper, the guy who you know, sets up the course. Um, apparently they had like meetings this afternoon and he, he was pissed because the course was playing too easy. Cause you know, like guys are going, those guys are going like minus two to minus five today. And apparently he was like livid. So 
So he, yeah, he's going to be out for vengeance here these next couple of days, I think. <laughs> he's going to awesome. put the holes on a freaking big mound, so it's impossible. But yeah, some of those guys, yeah, they he, said that. He's going to put them directly directly horizontal. Uh, <laughs> but they, they had like a little thing uh, on the golf network where they would drop the ball in the rough and uh, you could literally not, you could not see the ball at all. And these, they had some random people swinging at the ball and like one ball went like, I think he had like his three wood and went like 80 yards. The second guy swung and didn't even hit the ball. <laughs> and then one guy got a hold of it. But man, it's going to be, it's going to be great to watch. I can't wait to see that. Especially, you know, it's, it, it feels good for my golf game when I see someone shoot 10 over. It's great. Makes me feel better about my slice. Yeah, Patty, some of those holes too are uh, giving me the Harbor Town scaries hitting down hallways. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that was awesome. Joe Burrow just got punished. Did he? Oh, my well, Lord. Welcome to the NFL, kid. Not smoking cigars anymore, playing on the Bengals. You won't be smoking cigars for a decade, at least. <laughs> <laughs> He's in trouble there, Joe Burrow, and I like Joe Burrow. Oh, pick a cigar. Um, <laughs> Nice. That's awesome, boys. That's awesome. I love the NFL. It's good that, man, it's crazy having um, you see the sports right now. Like there's MLB, NBA uh, playoffs, NHL, like all the golf, the English Premier League soccer is all on. Like it's crazy having this much sports at once. I know the COVID stuff was fucked up, but like you're never, you're never, uh, you're in a great spot for uh, being able to be entertained right now. It's crazy. Yeah, it is good. US Open coming this weekend. I got Brooks Kepp. He's going to win it for a third time. Let's go. Oh, here we go. He's Tiger wins. He's got the distance. Can I ask one more question, though? Like, what was it? Can I, Matt, what no, was it like, no, meaning, no. like, uh, the no fan thing? What was the impact of that? And, you know, like, for how you guys play? I, I think that's a pretty crucial question, actually. I mean, um, for me personally, like, I love hockey, like, unbelievably like and i struggled to watch these playoffs strictly because of no fans and stuff like that how was it as a player definitely weird man like the <laughs> first couple games i think they're or even in the preseason games playing games um they started initially like they were pretty quiet so like you could hear everything the players were saying and like the church like in between whistles and stuff and so <laughs> Uh, dude, like, you know, guys are great, Gotti. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. There's probably some nasty stuff going on down there. Yeah, and then, then they just started at every whistle. Like, as soon as the whistle goes, they, the arena noise and the music like literally just drowns everything out. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been weird as hell. Yeah, don't know. Like, honestly, scoring the, I thought scoring the first goal. I, I think is huge in the bubble because of the momentum and it, it's hard to, you know, if you get it, if you get it rolling early, it's hard for the team to, you know, get that swing. It, it really is. Yeah. I thought from a, a fan's perspective, you know, the NHL is the model is, you know, again, strictly uh, from a, a fan watching professional sports um, you know, I've been nothing but happy with the level of play 
Oh, first of all, just fucking happy to have sports back, you know, to watch. But, um, you know, I thought the NHL did a great job personally. Yeah, I think they did too. It was great. Hey, Matt, man, we really appreciate you taking some time on your night and coming on talking to the Blue Liners tonight. We have Mancuso with us. Uh, good to see you too, buddy. But, uh, yeah, boy, you know, thanks. Yeah, you can hang out with us for a little talk after this. But, uh, Matt, really appreciate it. It's been great talk. And uh, next time you're in Carolina, maybe we'll come out and hack some balls around with you. I'd love to, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, guys. You guys take it easy. Yeah, take thanks, it easy, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on, Matt. I'll teach you that slice one of these days. You just got to get back off the head and fall backwards. <laughs> Double cock at the top of the swing. <laughs> Drink 12 beers before you shoot and fall backwards. That's what you got to do. <laughs> All right, fellas. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thank Thank All right, boys. Another uh, good interview with Matt Dumba tonight. Nice to have him on, get a little perspective on his life and how his playoff experience was in the bubble. Um, you know, just, you know, I can understand like how he says he is not watching the, and the, watching the games right now because it's his, it's his job, right? Like Pat doesn't go on vacation and start stretching the lady out in the fucking holiday <laughs> in, <lady>. you know? <laughs> He's not walking up to the ladies at the buffet saying, Hey, farting, <laughs> farting near the old ladies. No, can I, I take you around the uh, restaurant real quick and get you worked out. <laughs> I mean, it, no one wants to fucking do work when they're on vacation. This is just downtime and they're going to be right back at it before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, like uh, Matt and I were talking about, we went to sea pines here in Hillen head, uh, South Carolina played some golf. I was hoping to get a podcast with him, but you know, he really wasn't up to talking hockey or anything related to hockey. So uh, he said, you know what, um, let's just do a podcast down the road a couple weeks later. Um, but you, you know, you're right, Mark, it's, it's gotta be weird, right. To, uh, just step away from the game a little bit, even, uh, um, not even watch it, just watch a different sport, just uh, get away, especially Dumbo right now in Minnesota. Billy Guerin's doing a whole, you know, whole oh, team yeah. there. And, you know, you guys know we didn't really touch on that just for Dumbs. Uh, you know, he's kind of. No, it's tough, man. It's tough getting it's traded. Tough. It's easy for fans to be like, yeah, trade a guy. But like you said, like he's talking about stall. He's got to take his kids out of hockey. and Exactly. Cool. And that's tough on kids, man. Like you got your teammates and now all of a sudden you just got to move to a, another fucking state and start playing hockey with a bunch of other yeah. kids that you don't know. Go start going to school somewhere you don't know. Like your kids are going to resent you for that kind of shit, man. Like people don't ever put themselves into the situation at all. And now like now that you hear those kind of stories and are able to talk to these kind of guys, it's like you really it really fucking makes you think completely different about hockey, man. Like the last year, I think completely different about everything just from yeah. hearing that kind of shit because it's like man put me in that situation and my kids would fucking hate me yeah yeah <laughs> that's why, like seriously i'm not even kidding why, <laughs> it's every guess. sport though i mean it's every sport I know, exactly I mean, like being a professional athlete it's like yeah you get the money but fuck it there's a lot of grief that comes yeah, with mean, it man that's the thing that's the thing no money more problems like, you, you think about like all of us like glamorize, you know, sports in general, but it's like, you know, these guys are like, you know, at the whim, you know, at somebody's whim, you know, yeah. you get traded and your entire fucking family is uprooted, you know, like, yeah, you make a lot of money maybe, but like, I mean, is it worth it at some point? You know, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's just bizarre, right? you know, yeah. how, how the business works and it's, it's pretty, as 
as one of these players, man, I can see why you may have a lot of anxiety, like when it comes to this time of year, you know, trade deadlines, all this kind of stuff. It's, I can't even imagine. Like we, we oh, look yeah, at like, man. All these pro it's athletes, just holding like, your life in the balance. Absolutely. And we look at all these pro athletes like, oh, they got it made, you know? Well, not really. I mean, these guys are living like, you know, at the one minute they're, you know, living high on the hog and the next minute, you know, they're getting a phone call saying, you know, yep, you and your whole family are moving to fucking, Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> That's a kick in the nuts at the same time. I mean, if it was like, hey, you're. Yeah. yeah. Not, not that Minnesota is great, but yeah, you're right. I mean, all of us have uh, control of our life. If we, if we want to move, then we have to put things together and move. But these guys, uh, like Saul said, Saul said he, when he got to call from Billy that he was just, you know, surprised that he had no idea came out of left left field that he was getting traded he didn't even think that he would get traded and all of a sudden you hang up the phone and you're like oh my god i gotta tell my wife and kids that we're going to fucking buffalo it's like 20 below zero there nine months out of the year <laughs> yeah fuck it's yeah. And, like, and man like it's buffalo like i can look outside right now and see it like and it ain't pretty man like his <laughs> wife is not gonna be like that's not one way to keep your wife happy moving her to buffalo she's gonna be pissed uh hopefully just hopefully for Stalzi's sake he only is there for one year and then he can uh go you know try to chase a cup for another season or something somewhere else uh but i think johansson's a good pickup for the uh wild yeah, i think i think he'll play well there yeah, it seems I like everybody well that leaves buffalo plays well you know so yeah that's, that's what i see well, look at ryan o'reilly gets out of there the guy wins the con smythe trophy fuck <laughs> boys i'm so going to play, i'm going to grab a beer one sec it's so deflating as a fucking Sabres fan. You know, when, when I heard Stahl was going, I'm like, oh, great. Stahl's going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's headed to Buffalo. He's no longer play hockey again. Great. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. I mean, I hope for, for his sake they have a little bit of year so he's not going there to die. For sure. What's the score of the game, boys? I mean, 1-1 one, one still? There's only a couple we're, minutes left in the game. We're ones, and I think we're heading into overtime here. We're close to heading into overtime. Here we go again, the fucking overtime. We can stay mm-hmm. up for that shit. Yeah, I really like the way the, the Islanders have been playing, though. They've been coming back. They uh, showed some you know, some grit and took it in two overtimes last, uh, last game, and now they go overtime again. But Tampa beat. Tampa Bay I swung and whiffed big time on the Columbus Blue Jackets as far as a uh, family cup kind of pick, but um, I did say that they kind of resembled the Islanders, so I, I take a little credence in the fact that the Islanders are, are still around, but um, yeah, anyways. What, what is this score? Do we know it right Martin now? Martin just took a high-sticking penalty to go into overtime. Oh, not good. Um, so the Lightning are going to start overtime, I think, with a man-up situation here. Oh, that's not good. Kutra, yeah, another I mean, it's point. still not do or die for Tampa Bay. So, you know, these last two games, uh, you know, a 3-1 series, you know, teams are playing. You know, I feel Tampa Bay is playing a different style of play than the Islanders do or, do or die style. Um, you know, it's a little bit more goes into every shift when you know it could be your last. Uh, but the Islanders are playing – they got some good players, man. You know, their goal has yeah. been playing pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that uh, um, I thought it was going to be if, if the Islanders win tonight, it's going to be a series. I, I predicted a seven game series with Tampa and uh, 
uh, Islanders, just because the Islanders, you know, we always been saying this to that sleeper team, the last team you want to play in playoffs. But I mean, Tampa is just Tampa is that team that we I think we said it on podcasts, numerous podcasts that Tampa had to do something. Right. And uh, they're doing it. And uh, I think it was a big pickup for Bogosian. You can get a lot of people in Buffalo who disagree with me, but I think that was a big pickup. He's got some points. It's pretty uh, uh, consistent back there on the blue line. And um, I just think I I thought for sure. Um, it was going to go to seven. It was going to be back to back, but uh, Tampa's just there's too much firepower in Tampa. They're just too dominant to uh, for the uh, um, Islanders to overcome them. So um, I, mean, I think you know Hedman. Oh. Hedman is, is insane when it comes to yeah. a defensive. I mean, he's he's so dominant, and I think you know Mark. I think you sent a text message like, "Oh, Hedman's got another goal or point or something today," but it's like. That guy, man, you watch the you watch Tampa play. If he if anybody watches Tampa play, Hedman is like out of control. How like dominating he is as a as a as a player on the ice, not only as a player but as a defenseman. But he takes over the ice, you know, on both sides of the ice. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's had a goal and like significant goals um, I, the last couple of games. I mean, it's like every fucking game. He's oh, got Hedman scores nine nine goals in playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as a defenseman. Yeah, I think he's third all time now with that that last goal. Chris Chelios is like thirteen best like all, all time or something like that. But crazy. Bobby Orr, I think he's like tied with Bobby Orr, something crazy. But I mean, he also was awesome in the defensive end. Like Derek said, it's not just that he's putting the puck in the net. I mean, the guy takes control of the puck wherever he is, and he's just a stud. And he's probably the best defenseman in the league, really. I mean, at this point, who's yeah. better than him? You know? Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, I don't know who would be better or who could, who you could compare him to. Um, he's big. He's oh, a big he's, fucking defenseman too. His presence, I mean, just like just the presence on the ice, man. He's like a fucking towering figure out there, man. He's like he just he's massive. He takes uh, the game over. You know what I mean? Like it's just crazy. It's uh. I think I wrote you guys, you know, like on the group message, like a few, you know, like a couple of months ago when the guy was, when they were still playing and stuff like that. It's just like, he's, I mean, it's insane. Like how he, how he dominates the game. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the think, other news, I think one of the Rangers. Yeah. The other news is, that's big to me. And I think Mancuso can probably elaborate on this more is that the whole Las Vegas and the two goalies with Marc-Andre Fleury and what his agent did with the dagger. And I think we talked about that on our little group text message. Um, what are they going to do out there? You know, where, where's Marc-Andre Fleury going to go, Chris? What, what are you hearing? Well, it's crazy, man, because it sounds like that Laner might stay and it sounds like they kind of want him to stay. So, yeah. <clears throat> Marc-Andre, I don't, 30, how old is he? He's He's up there. What, probably 35, 36? Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's 36. Yeah, he's got to be 36 years old, making like seven-something a year, eight-something a year. That's going to be tough. But, I mean, if they would eat a little salary, say if Laner comes in at like five million a year, and they just decide to eat three million but get rid of Flurry. If you can get Flurry at like five million a year, if you're Edmonton, maybe you go for it or Calgary. Yeah. Those are like the, the suspects, but I mean Minnesota, they they have they need some goaltending. They're looking for goaltending for sure. Yeah. Stay lock and uh how does buddy it work? aren't good enough. How does it work for Laner there? Does does Chicago own him? 
I don't think so. No, no, no. He's on Vegas. Yeah, he's on Vegas. He's Vegas, and then he's a free agent anyway. So he would go. He just go to free agency. He's not in one year. Where they're fucking leased him out or anything like that. No, I don't even know that. No, Taylor Hall wasn't leased out. He was probably he was traded, traded, man. Oh, he, he was, was traded. traded. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, minor, you can't lease players. Yeah. Yeah, in the minors you can. Yeah, not in, uh, like it's not like soccer where you can loan a guy. No, that that'd be cool if you could. I guess I misunderstood the terms of that trade then. Um, no, he they just signed him for one year, and uh, he uh, he's doing well, and um, Mark Andre is getting up there, and I mean, I mean, what is Liner? I mean, it was he had shutouts and fucking, or he was win? I mean, he won every fucking game that he played. Yeah, he's um, so good. Well, Steve Nabinski made it sound like he was going to be, he possibly was going back to Chicago. Oh, I, yeah. Well, no, I, I could, I could see that happening for sure, boys. I could see that happening for sure. I was yeah. just confused with all the the side. If he doesn't, if he doesn't stay in Vegas, I could see him going back to Chicago. But yeah, money. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think he's going to stay in. Uh, I Vegas. think he's going to stay in Vegas. Though I think he's the guy. I think yeah, Walsh. Yeah, Flurry knew Walsh was putting that photo out too. Your agent just doesn't do that without asking. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He knew what he knew what was going on, and he, uh, did, well, he didn't know that he was going to put it out, and he didn't tell him to take it off. Like exactly what you said, Chris. An agent, an agent would definitely say, "Hey, I'm going to do this." Yeah, and then he's like, "Then we'll give it a bit of time, and then it'll be yeah. like, oh, you put, you told me to take it down, but I'll put it out there, so that yeah. way you don't have to, kind of thing." That's what happened. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly so I, what happened. And then, and then they ask him to start the uh, game, last game, and uh, Liner to start, and Flurry set the bench, and it was uh, it's a debacle out there. But uh, yeah, uh, the one thing was uh, interesting to me is. Uh, that stall, you know, is going to Buffalo. We talked about that. And the GM there, uh, Kevin Adams, played with Stahl, uh, won a Stanley Cup, was on the same line as Stahl um, in Carolina. So that was, uh, you know, the whole thing of, you know, the Wild just got um, uh, a guy from uh, Bukestad from uh, Pittsburgh, and Billy Guerin just came from Pittsburgh. It's just funny how all these uh, – um, these coaches, players, and connections exactly, and uh, uh, the just the trade for Johansson from uh, with Stahl to Buffalo, and Johansson played for you know uh, I just remember him with the Capitals. He's always with the Capitals, right? He played there for six, seven years, and uh, um, Dean Everson, the head coach of the Wild, was the assistant coach in uh, um, Washington. So. You, you got all these connections and you like someone and you bring them in and you trade this other guy and Galchenyak, he's from Pittsburgh and uh, Billy Guerin said they're not going to sign him. So he came over for one year, but I, what I'm just saying is that all these, you know, these GMs and coaches and players, they, uh, they get traded and then uh, they bring players in that they had at their former team and, um, it's just funny to watch now that I, I, I keep an eye on the NHL a little bit more than I used to. So uh, um, that's one thing that uh, Kevin Adams played with Saul on his line there, actually, buddy. So that's why he pulled him in. So and I and I'm sure he'll get a nice contract too, one year deal for six, seven million. Good old bud- buddies. But uh, yeah, I don't know where Mancusco at. He must. Uh, 
taken off. Bong hit. Bong hit. I, I know the rain's coming in sideways here, Pete. I don't know if you can hear it at your house. Mm-hmm. Crazy here. <laughs> yeah, it's raining pretty good. Yeah, I'm interested, interested to see what uh, happens in Detroit, man. Like, I haven't heard too much noise out of there yet, but, like, they've got to, like, pretty much have a yard sale over there. You know, put some yeah. signs out the road and see who wants to come. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that, I guess, uh, you know, uh, what's his name from Boston, Tory Krug, he's from that area. I heard he's in negotiations and talking with uh, Tr- or Detroit, so – a lot of stuff going to go on here in the next few, yeah. one next of the few weeks. One of the worst uh, performances in a long time in the NHL. I mean, so I can't see them not making some serious moves. Um, they have to. They time. have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they haven't right? fired anybody, you know, right? As far yeah. as I know, they still kept the coach. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, everything's still the same. I mean, it's the same thing with the Wild. I mean, they make it to the playoffs. They lose in the first round every year. Um, it's just you, you got to change things up, and uh, Billy they hired a couple coaches, didn't they? Didn't the Wild hi- hire a couple coaches? Uh, they hired like a, yeah, a goaltending coach, uh, um, one other guy that uh, was down in the farm system. They're bringing them up, um, but yeah, Shabbat, Shabbat, Shabbat's the uh, goaltending coach. They brought him up. His boy plays for BU, um, so yeah, they're they're making some making some moves. We'll see what happens here. I'm excited. They still got they got uh, the sign Cunning. They got to sign Greenway, um, and then uh, Zach Parisi. You know, there's uh, and Dumbo who we just had on. You know, Parisi might be going to the Islanders. Dumbo, you know, they're looking to uh, send him out. They got to send him out, right? So they just signed Brodine. They got uh, Suter. They got um, Sturgeon, and you know they can only protect three players in the expansion draft next year, right? Three defensemen. So someone's going to be available. And, you know, if they, with them just signing uh, Brodine, obviously they're, they're getting rid of Dumba. And uh, because if they keep them next year, the uh, Kraken are just going to take them. And why would you let them just take them when you could trade them? and uh, get, get some guys in there and protect them. So uh, Dumba knows that. Uh, everyone knows that. Um, that's the way it is. And it looks like the Minnesota Wild, they're going for the Suter, uh, Spurgeon, and Brodeen. So it's unfortunate for Dumba. Um, but that's, that's professional sports. Yeah, I mean, Suter is a no-brainer. He was the second in points uh, as a defenseman. He's re- no. he's consistent and reliable. That's it. That's all you have. Plays a lot of minutes. Plays a lot of minutes. Uh, uh, Forty assists and eight goals. I mean, he had sixty-nine points this year. Uh, I'm sorry, forty-eight points this year as a defenseman. Yeah, right. as a defenseman. Second, second leading on the team. Fiala yeah. uh, had fifty-four. And if you look at ice time, log and ice time, he's way up there, top five for sure, if not top three. So. We'll see what happens. I uh, think him making a stand, like, you know, for the social injustice stuff, plays plays a role in that or what? Um, I don't think so. I just think uh, – I don't know. It's tough. It's hard, it's, it's hard to tell, but from – Yeah, the, it is hard to tell. From, from the reports that came back, I read, um, you know, just what Pat said. They, their concern is with the draft with the Kraken, and just like Pat said – they have seven or eight skaters that they have to protect. And 
you know, it looks like Dumba is is not going I to mean, make yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I as Pat said, they have to get something from them or they just lose it. Yeah, so, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the uh, the standing up for social injustice or anything. I just think that it's that's not even in the equation. And I, I don't even know how they would do the equation if I was a GM of Brodine and Dumba. Like, I don't know. Like, Mark and I and Rob and all of us, we watched the wild pretty consistent there. And it's, I, I don't know, what would you guys do? I mean, Dumbler, or Brodine, or Brodine, Brodine's worth it. Is it. Was the contract a little high? Yeah. But NHL, NHL teams would pay him easily four to six million a year. So they, if they wanted to keep him going forward, they had to sign him for six. So they signed him for six. I so, tell you what, if they get rid of Dumba and he has a year like he did last year, that's going to hurt. The only reason right? I think they're getting rid of Dumba is to keep some money up front for Cunning and Greenway. Um, we'll see what happens, though. Yeah. As far as Dumba goes, he, you know, he was dealt a shitty hand as far as last season he got hurt. He had to sit out most of the second half of the season. Uh, he was having a stellar season, like Rob said. He was putting the puck in the back of the net very yeah, often. Um, and, and then this year, you know, coming off an injury, he started slow, you know, didn't have a terrible year. And then the year was cut short, you know. Last so year, he matched he matched his points in 30 – I think he played about 30 games. He had matched his points from the year before playing 82 games. Yeah. So – you know, if if he can come back to anywhere near that, oh man, that's gonna fucking hurt to get rid of him. Is it top those points for Toronto? You know that. I don't know. Take that's him off the power situation. play. You know, you lose a lot of points not being on the power play. You said talk about yeah. Suter plays just about every fucking power play. You're gonna have a lot of points. You know, Pat talks about it too. You know, if you don't play on the power play, you're not gonna be in the top fucking. I, on your team, you're not going to the top 10. Yeah, top five, top 10. You're not going to make anywhere near the top if you're not on uh, a PP unit. Yeah, it's huge Speaking difference. of um, Jordan, you know, Jordan hit uh, 28 points. That was a good season for him. He got – what? how many points did he have last year? 22, 24, something like that. 22, I want to say. So, you know, and you take the pause out of the middle of that, which is yeah. what? He was on track to, he was on track to make 28 to 30 points, yeah. That's yeah, good. He ended up at 28, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been 30. So. All right, boys. Well, we got the fucking Islanders in uh, Tampa Bay. I don't think we have a, a fucking score on that yet, but it, if it's the Islanders in Dallas, who picked that shit at the beginning of the season? You know? Yeah, right. What are the what are the ratings gonna be like with the fucking stars and islanders? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's so definitely gonna be the stars in Tampa for sure. And uh, definitely Tampa's gonna win the cup this year if that happens. It's gonna come down to we all know they both have goalies. I mean both teams are their goalies are on fire. Both teams their defensive core is on fire. Uh, you know, it's that's all everyone's been talking about. It's going to come down to what offensive players, special teams um, can put the puck in the net. And it's going to be – that's what it's going to be. Did you guys see that clip that has been going around this week with Anton, uh, the goalie from 
for the stars in the locker room when they oh, handed him the chain. Oh, yeah. It was like I'm a going home. it was like a scene out of fucking Braveheart. It was awesome, man. It was that unbelievable. Was he had the beard and his accent. There was a scene going on Twitter of him uh, eating some buffalo or chicken wings or something at a table or something, and it said blue cheese and a big pint of beer. And yeah, it was like a thing from Braveheart for sure. We had to go home. That was awesome. I haven't seen anything like that in the locker room in a while, so that was pretty cool to see. The stars are fired up. And those speeches are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like to I like to see that kind of stuff when they show the speeches at the in the locker room after big wins. I yeah. see who who's respected in the locker room and shit like that. So yeah, but uh, it's getting late here, boys. We uh, I got a late start with somebody's out in the in the central time. So uh, let's wrap it up here. We're gonna have some big news of what's going on in the Stanley Cup Finals next week, and we got uh, do we have the inter- the uh, interview with her next week, Pat, or is it? No, that's true. We got Minona Home coming on. She was the first uh, female to play in the NHL for Tampa, actually. Um, I think I remember when Derek, he too, didn't you have a poster of her in your room? Did you not have a poster of her in your room? No uh, comment. No comment. <laughs> I remember that poster. Anyways, yeah, so we got her coming on in October, but um, we're trying to get some guests on. I'm going to get Charlie McAvoy on here, who uh, just lost in the playoffs. Um, we'll get him on and, uh, uh, you know, try to get um, Clayton Keller on here eventually. And hopefully David Quinn. I'm still working on David Quinn to get him on. So uh, stay tuned. We'll keep some, uh, we'll get some uh, interviews on here when the season's at pause for a little bit. Jack, Jack Parker's going to come on when he feels a little bit better too. Yeah, yeah Jack Parker's coming on too. Yeah, so we got some guests coming on. All right. Stay tuned, folks, and check us out on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can see all of our ugly mugs and uh, watch the uh, show on YouTube. So check that out. Look at our Facebook page, Twitter, all of our Instagram stuff, and you know, get on our website for all of our past podcasts as well. All right, boys, set time again. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice. Tell you. We out. Oh, doctor. Keep your head up.